Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The pressure around the Titanic wreck is so great that it is actually more pressure than the bite pressure of crocodiles and great white sharks. It's one of the reasons why the search for this missing submersible has been so incredibly challenging. I mean, not many things can survive at that incredible amount of pressure. I mean, it's taken days to gather a few robotic vehicles from uh, different points of the world to even show up and get to work doing that. And even then it might be too late. And of course, we're keeping an eye on that today for sure. There will be some developments. Uh, We wanted to talk though about the pressure down there, the challenges that that presents. Joining us now is Mayor Nahan, who's the Professor of Mechanical Engineering at McGill University. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, uh, nice to talk to you. So this amount of pressure, is this like a really rare thing to come across this in the world? Uh, yeah, very rare. I mean, the only place that you're going to find it is uh, underwater at huge depths. Um, although I'd say that that depth is not uh, that deep relative to other places in the world as well. Right. Okay. So then how can anything even operate down there? How was this submersible even able to go down there then? Well, I mean, if you design it uh, properly, you can uh, get to that depth and even much higher. There, there have been... Uh, submersibles that have gone down to uh, roughly three times that depth. And what needs to happen? How do you engineer something to do that? Uh, basically, uh, more material. Essentially, the, the, the idea is that if you're in a pressurized container, right, uh, you have to build it thick enough so that it won't crumble uh, due to the external pressure. It's just, it's the same thing, but opposite if the pressure was from inside. People are more familiar with a, a pressurized container where the pressure is inside the container. Um, and But this is essentially the opposite. So basically, the higher the pressure, the thicker you make the container. How challenging is it to design something like that, Mayor? Because you'd think if it were easy, it would have been done like, way before this. Well, it has been done. I mean, there there are other uh, uh, vehicles that have gone down to those kinds of depths and have survived and, and, and even higher depths. Uh, so it's not like it's this is the first time it's been done. Uh, it's just that I guess I would say that the, the other places that have done it are have done it more slowly and more methodically than it seems at this place. Uh, has. Yeah, have you been following the story then? Like, what are you most curious about? What questions do you have in this case? Uh, I guess what, what I'm most curious about is the uh, the types of materials that they were using. So it sounds like they were using uh, titanium and uh, carbon fiber. The carbon fiber is unusual uh, in these kinds of applications. Mostly they use metals. Um, for lower depths, you might use steel, but titanium is more common when you're going down to these kinds of depths. But carbon fiber is unusual. Uh, People tend to stay away from carbon fiber because of uh, the difficulties in ensuring uh, quality control, basically. Right. And in this particular case, the company seems to be quite proud of the fact that they they call themselves innovators, right? They thought they were doing things differently. But what are the challenges there, right? Because obviously there should be a process for certification on these things. 
there should be, but you know, essentially this is a one-off and experimental vehicle, so um, it's difficult to to get any kind of certification process for these very very unusual vehicles. Uh, certification tends to come in uh, when you're doing something more routine. Uh, so they, they uh, you know, it's not surprising that they wouldn't have certified, but I guess what I would have thought is that they would have at least been open to m- more scrutiny. You know, uh, the, the, they, they seem to be very closed uh, to, you know, another pair of eyes looking at their design and, uh, you know, evaluating what they had done. Right. So what you're saying is if it were so innovative and it was so great, then show us the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, it's hard to say at this point. It's hard to say um, exactly, you know, what they did. Uh, but there does seem to be some questions about um, uh, the kinds of processes that they followed. Like normally when you're taking such high risks, it's a good idea to, you know, be maybe more cautious. I mean, it's great to, to innovate, but, you know, that has to be balanced with some caution. How well known was this particular vehicle? Like, is this something that in schools of engineering was being talked about? Mm, I don't think so, no. No, it was a relatively new vehicle. There are other vehicles that are better known. Like a, a good example is the Alvin vehicle uh, out of Woods Hole Oceanographic, which can go down to similar depths. Uh, that's a scientific vehicle. Um, and that, that vehicle has uh, existed for decades, and it's been upgraded over the years. Uh, that's the that, one that they've used, a, right? That's the one that went down to the Titanic wreck originally. It's the one yes, that they used to yes, go even film right. footage down there. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And it's got a very different design. You know, the, the, the hull for people is a, a spherical hull as opposed to, you know, more cylindrical thing. It's easier to design uh, a spherical hull because it resists pressure better. Like the, the shape of the container, it's not just the material, but also the shape of the container affects how well you'll be able to withstand pressure. Okay, so that that was a known design that was working. Um, why why would somebody design something so different? Like, why not go with something that worked? Was it just too expensive to to duplicate that to build it? Um, I, I think they were trying to fit more people in. Right, the the uh, a spherical design is more difficult to put people in just because of the shape. Uh, so you'd have to build a very large sphere. Like I think, for example, the Alvin only uh, can take a couple of people in it as opposed to five. This one. Right. Do you think there will be lots of questions uh, in that industry, in that area of engineering, Mayor, when all is said and done in this? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people looking at this. I think where where there's going to be a lot of questions is, you know, the wisdom of uh, sort of underwater tourism, if you like. Uh, I mean, it's one thing for scientists and explorers to to go down there, but uh, once it becomes a tourist attraction, uh, then it's open to more scrutiny because these people don't necessarily understand what they're getting themselves into. That is very true, right? A liability waiver or no waiver. Uh, Mayor, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Have uh, a great day. You too. And thank you for explaining that to us. It's Mayor Nahan Jose, Professor of Mechanical Engineering at McGill University, explaining the kind of science and engineering behind this particular submersible. It was um, a prototype 
so to speak. It was the only one of its kind. And as he said, that was probably for a reason because, um, you know, they wanted to fit more people in there as opposed to the type of design that they knew would work like the type of vehicle that had been making dives to the Titanic for decades now, the one out of the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute, uh, which was the one that I think Dr. Robert Ballard originally used to find the Titanic. That design worked, wasn't big enough, I guess, to fit more people in so that they could charge per person to do that. Now, this morning, it's critical because this is the day that the company and that the U.S. Coast Guard had originally said was the day that they would run out of oxygen supply. 96 hours was the window that was given from the time that the submersible went down on Sunday. Start that clock running. Well, this morning is the time that that would theoretically run out. Now, the U.S. Coast Guard says they believe that there is more that we need to account for the survival mechanisms, uh, the the things that perhaps the people in there would have done to preserve that oxygen supply. So the search continues. They've got more remotely operated vehicles that are combing the ocean floor as of this morning, about two or three of them at this point, one from France, one from Canada as well. Uh, So we'll continue to talk about this. 